0: This is Lachlan Rouston. This is Raf Freeman, And you're listening to the fittest podcast in Australia, The Mind Muscle
1: Project. Project, welcome back to this episode. I'm, t- I'm excited to be talking about if you're in the fitness industry, how you can get promoted in your career. Sometimes this is not always obvious. Uh, people you know, want to excel. People want to give more of themselves. People want to get better, which is fantastic if that's you. Come work for us. But if you you want to get promoted and you don't really know what the path is. This is really the episode for you. I'm going to define... and Now, like we talked about, Raf, there are other roles you can move into here. But I really want to talk about today kind of high-level delivery versus management. And so basically what that means is like delivering a service so like the actual person doing the service so for example in a restaurant the delivery of the food is involved with the people that that hand the food to people so wait waitresses and uh the people that make the food the chefs right so they're they're doing the delivery side of this particular business in fitness delivery you've got salespeople, right you've got coaches fitness professionals uh you've got um front desk potentially admin staff Uh, in some ways you have cleaners it's like group class Um, instructors instructors no. right so those are the those are the de- the services and the those are the people delivering them and then on the other side of it the people that will get paid more in general are the managers right so the people that manage those activities and the reason i think it's an important distinction to make is because really in order to just Uh, once you become a manager of something, you kind of never don't become a manager again. It's very rare. Like if you've proven yourself to be a good manager, generally every role after that is some kind of management role, right? Whether you become the head of this thing or the the C-suite of something over here, the chief executive or like a director or whatever, these are all management roles. They still fall into the management bubble. So it's like basically there's just a moment in your career where it goes from delivering and then once you cross into management, and you get rid of all delivery you generally don't really go back to delivery again you might do some delivery just to because it's useful from but it's useful from a management perspective it's useful for like okay i'm going to still do this thing because like with the people that i'm managing or the, the the tasks that i'm managing it's still valuable for me to still do some aspect of this delivery but ultimately you are still focused on management and everything after that is management it doesn't go delivery management delivery hmm. management it's just stays in management uh, and that's how you get paid the most so um where I wanted to start today, which I thought is a, an interesting place to start, is that the skill set that you get really good at delivering a service is not the same skill set necessarily. And in most cases, that you need to manage that thing. So, like being a really, really good PT does not qualify you to be a really good manager. Mm. And I think that's like a really important distinction. Even though I think you have to, to be a manager, have done that service and delivered it, and I know obviously there are people who haven't that can still do it well. I think that for most people, you have to have done that to to be able to manage it. Um, more importantly, uh, well, really just as important as well is like learning how to, um, I guess, develop these skills that we'll talk about to, to be a manager. Um Especially because in some ways, it kind of happens quite quickly, I find. It's like all of a sudden, it's like you're delivering the service really well. Cool, you're promoted to manager. Mm. Now, it's about learning all these new skills but learning them quickly because you know, there's a lot of pressure on being a manager. But I think for business owners, yeah, just because someone's delivering the service well, doesn't always qualify them to be the best person to be like, okay, you're promoted to manager. Very different skill set.
0: Yeah, it is. It's, I guess, you know, when you're... Say you're the trainer, the, the skill set of that is... You have to deliver sessions. You have to generate a certain amount of revenue throughout these sessions. You have to like get people to renew to want to, to come and train more, right? But it's it is all it is all the delivery of fitness training to a consumer. Whereas when you go to the management, it's basically gone from like B to C to B to B mm. in some way. So now you're no longer working with the consumer. You're working with the staff member, and you've you've obviously got training, you've got motivating, uh, and really you've got communicating and your fitness knowledge only helps the training. Mm. And I'd say usually in fitness, that's probably the smallest one, mm. right? Of like helping them with their training, but all the other stuff you've done, it really only helps the training, can help the motivating, and it, I guess it can help the uh, motivation, it can help the communicating, but yeah, it's like the, uh, it may seem like, okay, like I'm really good at coaching fitness, now I'll coach other people on how to coach fitness. But the reality is like coaching them on how to do fitness, that is only one of the three legs, and it's often can be a smaller part of the three legs. Mm um so it's not like it's just from one to the other it's like from one to the other and now it's this whole new skill set of working with staff members
1: yeah yeah no 100 and that's why they call it the people game quote unquote because at some point it's just like how do i manage all these people because uh, that's what business is right it's a collection of people that are focused on like one ultimate kind of purpose so in terms of some of the skills you listed off some of them there but i want to get like kind of into the details of this stuff because i think that's really where a lot of the value of this podcast comes from is in the details. So there are a few components that at least I see that are really important when it comes to management. And the reason I say this is important, you know, one, because these are the skills that I'm transferring now. These are the skills I didn't have for a long time and it made it really difficult to grow the company. Um, but as I've developed them and continue to, to develop them, it uh, does make my job better and, and does get the team to perform better. So the first one is leadership, and I think that that's um, there's many different versions of leadership, and I love hearing about all of them because I think it is very true, right? And I think when leadership clicked for me was, I think two two moments. I think the first moment was when um, I started relating everything back to sports, and I think that that's like. You know, one thing maybe the team's picked up on now is like mm. I bring everything back to sports. And I think that sometimes it is important to find an analogy for you in your own mental framework that allows you to go you know, understand concepts better. And when I think about leadership in a sport context, for me, it always makes sense in terms of like, okay, what would like the captain of, you know, the Wallabies do or something mm. like out there leading out onto the battlefield, you know, going out onto the field. And it's like, guys, they're like... They, they, you're looking at one player at the end of the day you're like looking at one or two players who are like we fucking have to win this game mm-hmm. or basketball right like championships on the line we got to fucking do this like you you are that kind of leader in that setting so when I thought about it like that I'm like oh okay it's not like some broad term that everyone can do it's like there are certain positions where it's like you're in a leadership position so like you have to take on these responsibilities if you don't whatever your task is is going to fail if like LeBron chooses not to show up and he's just like oh guys you know, just not feeling it today, pretty shit, like whatever, do your thing, like don't run the players. I can't be bothered, I'm tired. It's going to go really, really bad for the team. They're probably guaranteed to lose at that point, right? Unless there's someone else that takes his place. So from that perspective, I've always thought like, look, there's some things you don't want to do here, but as the leader, you've adopted that position. You have no choice. You have to do this thing. It's like, or else this thing fails. So it's like, you kind of back yourself into a corner in some ways. So you put your hand up to be the owner. It's like, cool. I also put my hand up to do a lot of the shit stuff as well. Uh, and some people, or well, I used to think that was that was leadership stuff. And I think the second moment it clicked for me as well was when I realized that I had the responsibility no longer of like just feeding myself, but I was like, I have to feed other people. And like, I have to take care of other people's mm-hmm. careers here. Because uh, they put, you know, they put trust in you. They put, um, you know, they put their future in your hands. They put their family's future in your hands. And I think it's only something you kind of realize the older you get. Um, so I think when those two moments clicked, when I related things back to sport and how it'd be in sport, because uh, I did that so much. And then also how like you have to take on the responsibility for other people. The leadership information just, uh, I think it takes on like a whole, just a whole new meaning. Hmm. I think the the good thing
0: about this to bring it back to getting promoted is that I see it as like a percentage, right? So it's like the owner, maybe it's uh, maybe it's 85 85% of their role is like the leadership stuff, right? It's still 15% where they're like playing the game. They're negotiating with the landlord, whatever, right? Maybe they're um, trying to bring back a member that wants to leave. But a lot of it is that. But even for like the brand new or a new coach, but even there six months, they could still have 15% of their role, you know, which is the leadership stuff. So if you want to get promoted, you just like start doing a bit more of it, right? It's like, you might be the coach. They've only been there a year, but it's like, oh, there's like this brand new intern. Tell the owner, hey, like, what do you reckon if I just like meet with that intern every week and like give them feedback on how their coaching is? And give tips on how they improve like dude that sounds incredible mm. right and you just like taken on now it's gone 15 percent to 25 percent, right and you've like taken on a bit more of that because you know that yeah when you go from the delivery to the management you've gone from a very small percentage of your role doing the leadership stuff to a larger percentage of your role so i do think any time that you want to show that you are ready for like that area of promotion just start taking on a bit more of that leadership role yeah you know and you can even if there's nobody below you you actually still can do it because you can still just do some good leadership to people above you. You know, you can still roll up to the manager, or to the owner, and be like, "Oh, you know, I noticed we like dropped our standards here a little bit, but I reckon we could maybe do this better." And they're like, "Fuck, that, that's awesome, right?" You can still be led by people below you all the time. Yeah. And when you, when you do that, you show them, "Oh, this guy's ready, ready for more."
1: Yeah. Well, I think the I think the part of what you said, which is so true, I think. The part where people get stuck is like, how do I approach a conversation like that, right? Because that is one part of leadership is like how to have, how to communicate like critical ideas to people and often very negative things like constructive things Mm. for them to work on. But deliver it in a way that comes across in a very positive like, I love you, I want you to get better, I'm doing this for your best interest sort of way. Be, be getting good at that communication i think is a big mm. part of leadership yeah. right um and i think another component to leadership is like also you have to be able to um at any time do a job that's not also your job so it's like you be able to step in and be like okay i can do this too it's not like well i'm, I'm above that i'm too good for mm. that so there's always like an element of you know lead by example that sort of stuff but i think there's also an element of like kind of you can be called upon and relied upon for anything you know even if you don't know 100%, it's like, cool, if you want me to do this and get this done, like, I'll figure out a way. Whether that's bring other people in, whether that's hire someone, whether that's doing it myself, it's like, leaders can be relied on to get stuff done. I think that's a huge part of leadership. Um, So, that's obviously a huge component of it. I think another component of when it comes to developing management is um, you have to understand psychology. And what I mean by that is, like, you need to study, like, personality profiles. You need to, like, pay attention to people, like, body language, like, all this sort of stuff. I think, understanding people better uh is is critical because you want to obviously find out what motivates Mm -hmm. people i know that's something that you spend heaps of time on is like we want to find out with all our people like what is motivating you why are you here what's the long-term goal like when i ask a business owner and like depending on the size of the business but most of their close people like they should be able to tell me i could be like what are they motivated by Mm. like how are you going to push that person if they can't answer it straight away or they're not sure i'm like you haven't really been doing a good job like you have to know you know I know exactly what motivates Connor. I know exactly what Mm. motivates Sean. I know exactly what motivates Andy. These are all the top guys, Levi, Jared, all them. I need to know what motivates them because that's how I communicate with them. That's how like I push them. That's how like I make them buy into what we're doing and and changes and that sort of stuff. And the people that don't understand that, they just kind of think everyone's like them. They're like, oh yeah, I like this. So they're going to like this. That's a huge mistake. We've learned that heaps of times, right? everyone's different and like you have to appreciate that same way like when you train people everyone's different they can't all just squat straight off the bat this person needs like more hip rotation this person needs a glute activation exercise this person just needs heavy weight or whatever it is right so I think when you can appreciate that difference between your people and what motivates them I think it's a huge part of psychology like essentially we're all motivated every day by something Mm -hmm. like by everyone's just motivated by something different
0: yeah and then so there's that aspect that's a really tough one I think then the other one that is challenge but I think you probably can attack uh, first as well, because we're not as challenging, is that I think that when you go from um, say being delivery into management and you and you're progressing in your career, one of the first things you have to get better at is just being more consistent with your own psychology. So you don't need to be some guys are like fucking rev hot every day, some guys are more mellow. I don't think it really matters, right? Elon Musk doesn't seem like crazy hot to me, like doesn't come in yahooing to work, screaming like, let's go. But not, he's not Andy for sale. yeah, it seems to be like working out for him, right? There's like everyone's on a spectrum. But typically, the management has to be a lot more consistent. You know, you see like the newbie staff and they're like really way more up and down. They're like, oh, mate, it's having a terrible day today because like he's sick. And the next week, it's like, well, he had a up with the missus. And then the week after that, it's, you know, oh, dude, he's hungover. Oh, they say like, dude, my motivation just sucks today. And it's like, there's a lot more up and down. And that is tolerated more by the people delivering a service. Like, you know, you might be like, oh, I think that way this is having a bad day. You know, I didn't get great service. It's tolerated way less by the managers. Yeah, You just like cannot roll in if you've got staff members and be like, bro, today's a bad day. Like, you just can't. It's leadership, right? right? Yeah, And that is usually the first sign where like you won't get promoted because people see that they literally see the fluctuations in your day-to-day and they're like, well, that's not going to work. Yeah. Because people aren't going to fluctuate around you and they're not going to give you that they're not going to give you that break. you yeah. know. They're not going to be like, ah, oh, yeah, like he was just heaps rude to me today but like I know it's a bad day for him. Like they'll give you a little bit of that
1: but they won't give it to you every week. Yeah. Yeah and I think that's one thing that um, I notice a lot now especially since you just brought it up and obviously been in the game a lot longer is like little things that like something would happen with a member or this person would, you know, get upset or they'd want to call or they'd, give some bad feedback or whatever. Like the way that takes it on, it's like nothing, right? Honestly, it's like someone Mm. flicks you in the chest. You're like, but before it used to be like, holy shit, call a meeting, do this person, ruins my day. What have I done? Change everything in the gym, like one bad comment from a member. And now it's like, it takes so much, like it it takes something genuinely Mm. fucked up to happen to be like, okay, I'm like, okay, a little bit stressed Mm. about this now. You know what I mean? And that's just because you've just seen it and done it so many times and you've had to wear that responsibility and that pain and that stress so many times that it's like i can't i know i can get through this i've done it so many times whereas like people that are new in that arena they don't realize it because they're in it but yeah you're right one small thing happens micro explosion one small thing happens micro explosion. it's all good yeah like because then they look to us for leadership right and then we're like it's fine Stay, relax, chill, calm, bring the emotions down and they're like, oh, okay, that's that experience, reliability, consistency and you just build that over time, right? You just build that through experience um, and then, yeah, the next thing I think is, is is important as well is like you've got to be able to teach your skill mm. to someone else. So you, I mean, it's probably the easiest thing for people to do is just, you just coach someone on what you were doing. Yeah. Hey, look, you did this, um, how I want you to do it in the future is how I used to do it it's like this, like this, like this. Okay, makes sense? Cool. It's just like coaching a movement. Okay, you just did this what I want you to do instead, turn your toes out like this. God, yep, that's better. That's how I want you to do it. That's the same thing. I think that's where like it's really easy for a lot of people to start but where they get caught up is like how to get that message across in the right way. Yeah, and I, you know, I think what is
0: hard, one of the reasons it is harder um, but if you want to get promoted like it's the only way is that when you start off your training clients, they generally really receptive to hear your feedback because they're like, man, I don't know anything about fitness. I paid you a hundred bucks. Tell me which direction to put my toes. Then when you go train a, a coach, um, you're paying them. So first of all, like the money transfer has completely shifted. Yeah. Uh, and it, it is a uh, it can be taken a lot more personally and they can be a lot less receptive to it. Yeah. So you tell a client, turn your toes out, they're like, Yeah, awesome, you're the trainer. I'm like an idiot. Thanks for helping me out. I actually don't care about fitness, so I'm so happy to tell <laughs> about that. The fact that you know that is so boring to me. <laughs> yeah. But like all good matter if you think that's interesting. Uh, I'm just. Uh, it doesn't yeah. interest me at all. But then you get a. Then you um, have to go to management, and then you're like, "Hey, dude, like, you need to tell the client to turn the toes." They're like, "Whoa, dude, I don't think so, man. I think you need your toes straight. In fact, I've done like seven courses, all saying keep your toes straight, and now you're making me feel like I'm an idiot in fitness, yeah, and yeah. this is my life's passion. So, uh, so <laughs> it's like a whole new. It's a whole new challenge delivering that
1: feedback, uh, in this like new situation, right? It's like yeah. if you just do it the same as how you did it with the client, course, yeah. It is not going to fly. No, that's why it's hard, right? Because people. It's coaching. It's the same message. You're trying to get someone to change, but how you deliver it is is the hard part, right? Because it's different. And that's I think something you don't appreciate, doing it And something we're still learning, right? It's still not perfect. There. Especially because one thing you learn about management versus delivery is you actually have to learn to get along with all personalities. Mm. When you stay in delivery, whether you're you know writing code or you're delivering fitness or you know you're making coffees, you only need to really deal with like. A customer for a very short period of time yeah. whereas like when you're a manager it's like here's your team you've got them for years and like if you hate this person you got to figure it out yeah. right if you don't like this personality type you suck within the past you got to figure it out so you end up like there are certain people in the company it's like family so easy for me right well everyone's like family but there are certain people where i'm like it's just easy like yeah. our personality types go together and then there are personality types where we clash It's right but we're on the same team in the same way that like, I'm sure when Messi and Ronaldo and all these players, or they don't play on the same team, Messi and, and Mbappe, they get on the same team, right? Even like the Westbrooks and LeBron James, you try and bring all these superstars together, everyone always wonders, oh, how are they going to communicate? And it's tough, right? So really, that's what that's what good teams are and good managers are is they get everyone to work together. No matter like how much of a superstar this person is or how good they are, they figure out how can we all make this happen together. But when you figure it out, it is very difficult. Uh, and then on to our last point here, it's why you get paid a lot. Because it's very hard to get lots of talented, you know, um, amazing, gifted people that all have their own big egos and all think their way is the right way and want everything to be their idea and get them to all work together in synchrony um, towards the same purpose. And I think when you can find someone who can do that it's or develop that skill, I should say, you know, it's worth a lot of money. Yeah. It is worth a lot of money. Um, and that's why, you know, if someone is really good at out of a low level and they build up and they can take it to the next level, it's very easy to promote them. It's like, well, look how they good they did here. They're just going to go do it in this department, this department, this department. It's why when someone's been a you know, who generally gets promoted if the CEO leaves, if they don't hire another one, the CFO or the COO, right? Because like, yeah, this person, like they're better at operations, but like they know how to fucking lead and manage people. Yeah. So like, let's just give them slightly tweaked teams, slightly different, you know, KPIs, but they're still leading people. They're still communicating with people. They still have that skill set. So um, I think it's, yeah, if you want to progress really far in fitness and a fitness career, or any career really, just get really good at management. Yeah, I think it's
0: one of the best, best ways for you to go if you're in fitness because obviously yeah you can have a bigger impact on the company so you can make more money and then also you're probably already pretty good at working with people right because you have a pt clients or you got group class right you got along with all these different walks of life you had pretty high conversations with them yeah you asked them for money all these different things you broke through barriers you broke through limiting beliefs with them so yeah you're probably pretty pretty decent at it mm. you know some like it's it's be even harder if all you'd ever done is work by yourself you know and then you try to get into management Mm. so i reckon that a lot of trainers probably don't
1: realize how good they are at it uh and that would be the next step for them in their careers all right so last point to wrap here i want to shoot a question your way and then i'll answer it myself do you think like there are so management skills Do you think they're kind of you know taught or do you think there's an inherent part of like how you grew up that makes you like a better manager than someone else like for example like maybe the person that grew up that was like very socially isolated didn't really have many friends like they're probably not as good as a manager versus maybe someone who was like captain of the football team and he's like all right i'm like all the players rely on me i'm a natural leader like i'm going to coordinate these people i'm going to get along with everyone because i'm the captain do you think you know everyone's just got to play their part here not everyone can be a manager or you think it can be trained what are your thoughts
0: it's definitely obviously a mixture it's definitely a mixture i think it's way more trained than people think Mm -hmm. you go into all those companies and they have just extensive management executive training right like oh that's the natural born leader yeah who's done 20 years of executive (laughs) training uh and i also don't think i think it's surprising because like i don't think it's always the cool kid at school who's the really good manager um because if you think about like geeks generally rule the world and like they usually weren't the cool kid at school so i don't know if it's always like the popular i think if you like weren't popular growing up doesn't mean you're not going to be good at it i think often it's the opposite seems to be true but no question it's some people learn quicker than others Mm. and some people start off way better than others but i do think it's more trainable to give it a comparison than to something like sales sales i've never heard of someone that was like i was so bad at when i started and now i'm one of the best sales people yeah whenever you hear like jordan belford they're like dude day one day one i broke all the records you know and then eight years in i start to work out the strategies i went next level but usually they're like man i could always sell mm. so i do think i, I don't think it's, it's as natural as something like that i don't think you hear that same thing with management mm. so am great managers like man i sucked at the beginning all my employees left i had high turnover and then you know after years i got better at it
1: yeah no, that's interesting yeah i think i, I would have said so somewhat that answer somewhat not i guess where i i don't agree is like i do think um that's not necessarily the geek. Uh, I do. I know geeks rule the world. I think that's, that's mainly because of technology. But I think that um, maybe not the most popular person, but I do think if you were popular amongst many groups of people, you are more of a natural manager. And like that's generally what I see is like, yeah, the person who can kind of get along with everyone and then maybe in high school didn't have like a really close-knit group of friends, but I was kind of friends with these guys and kind of friends with those guys and kind of friends with this. That's like someone who's a bit of a can understand a lot of different personality types. Whereas people who only ever hung out with one group and like one type of person, they only ever cared about people that only liked the things that they liked. Then when they have to like get into a management environment and they meet people that they don't get along with or they haven't dealt with who aren't like all their friends they grew up with, they're like, fuck, I'm starting from a way lower base. I mean, it doesn't mean they can't learn it yeah. for sure. But I think the person that has like loads of different friends in different areas, they're generally like pretty, you think about a lot of like successful entrepreneurs, you think about their friendship circles when you've met them, they're super diverse. They're like, oh yeah, my mate from here and my mate from there and my mate from over here and my mate from here. It's like, oh, they just know how to get along with heaps of random people. Whereas like generally, people like that aren't entrepreneurs or just like have one job, it's like, oh yeah, me and the mates like, yeah, we've, you know, been playing footy together for the last like 25 years and we just hang out. I've met no one else. I'm not saying that, it's a bad thing i'm just saying that is just what it is that's just how these are facts you know it's a generalization but it has truth to it for sure um doesn't mean you can't learn it though let me be clear doesn't mean you can't learn it you can learn anything so thank you so much for tuning in uh hopefully that was a helpful episode i thought we went pretty deep on some stuff should be useful for you guys as always make sure that you tell a friend if you found it useful share it with them and we'll speak to you guys next week